0: Welcome to the IDSI podcast. I'm Gaia Lamperti, and today we're joined by Jonathan Lippi, founder of Steady State Finance. Let's maybe start by addressing the context, volatility in the crypto space, the perks of cryptos being so volatile, but also the challenges that these poses to the market.
1: Crypto, in my opinion, is a cutting edge technology that moves capital efficiency about how money moves across the globe at a level we've never seen. How mm-hmm. money has always worked is, you know, in theory, like how it works now is you have to go to a bank, right? You have to, you want to create a transaction, you have to put money in the account. You take that card in the account and you go off and do a transaction. And if you want to move that money from one person to another, you have to look for a third party admin to transfer that money. In crypto and DeFi... The whole entire process is upended where I can literally want to send you money or I want to do a transaction with you. We can either do it through a smart contract where we agree upon criteria and criteria is hit, you're paid off or I can just literally you can send me a wallet address and I can pay you. And now we're actually capable of being our own banks. And that's one of the most unique aspects of Define Crypto where anyone in, you know, someone in Africa or Europe can easily connect and do business and work with someone in the US very naturally, which is a really powerful concept where money moves as such can move at such a fast level because of this new infrastructure that is like, you know, Web3 or the the new internet that we can just naturally transact value. Another thing I would mention is because money moves so quickly, markets are now available to anyone. If I want to work in like the New York Stock Exchange or like access New York stocks, I need to get an American say go with an American brokerage, and then after that American brokerage, I have to then go buy the stock. In crypto and say it's decentralized finance on these exchanges, anyone can have access to it as long as you have that wallet address you can do a transaction on, and it's done trustless. When you want to get like a transaction done to make a buy on exchange, you have to pay fees, and when you have to pay fees, it's to keep the operations going. This is automated technology. And because it's automated technology, operations costs are very, very low with low overhead, which allows you to receive significantly more value for every transaction. Now, going over the volatility, it's a nascent market, right? It's a new market that we're still fully Mm -hmm. understanding and getting that's evolving very rapidly, very fast. And when you think about like values, we're trying to figure out how valuable is this technology and what do you price the technology out of? And what is the real return? And so, you know, we have some really interesting things where we have tokens that like move very volatile in value, but I think we're going to have a realization at some point where you look at the transit, say a business like Uniswap where value is transacted, let's just say theoretically Uniswap transacts $10 billion in value a day, but the token is market capped at $8 billion total. What that tells you is there's some serious opportunity, even the volatility to accumulating good projects for people actually use and transact trade and value in to actually get real shares long term and you can contribute. I think it's actually incredibly valuable, um, this volatility, because it allows us to actually learn about the ecosystem and actually use the products and opportunities. If you have a five, 10 year long landscape to actually get contributions or high return in very, very nascent new businesses that are already creating extreme value.
0: And. With all of that comes also new technology offering different kinds of asset protection. Maybe we can start by talking about it generally. And then, of course, we can get to steady state new insurance protocol. And maybe you can tell me a little bit more how it works and real life use cases.
1: Yeah, for new technologies in DeFi, we're seeing a lot of like old models in finance be reimagined and reinvented. Right, like you think about Uniswap, where it's the ultimate exchange where value is transacted, or Sushi Swap, and in the normal New York Stock Exchange, okay, you pay to contribute value, right, to the New York Stock Exchange, mm-hmm. and in Sushi and Uniswap, you're paid for contributing value rather than you pay the business; the business pays you for that. And and that's like I think what we're seeing is actually the same concept being applied with a new window of shared value return for everyone. A great example is a famous DEX exchange, the second largest, I believe, called SushiSwap, where you are paid in the native token of that system for contributing liquidity to the markets. And so for what it kind of creates as a market now is you receive value for contributing. The model in DeFi is you receive value for contributing rather than you pay to receive value. So you give value, receive value. And it's the model that we've always seen before in normal models, but DeFi takes it to a new level where contribution and value is shared among a largest group of people. And um, that's kind of like what DeFi really is. And then really what DeFi has evolved to on top of that is massive derivation models. When you think about you know, how we create assets, to make assets more efficient, we value an asset and we put like maybe a stock to it or something on top of it to value that asset. A great example are uh, any kind of option or strike price. What crypto and DeFi does is you put create values in some kind of contribution, like a huge shop and use block, and then people build products on top of this ecosystem and that has the derived value from the underlying. And people have to actually build out products on top of other products that are very efficient. And um, that's like really what DeFi is. It's, it's one of the most brilliant derivation models in finance that we've ever seen. And it's taking a lot of old concepts of technology and finance we you knew before and creating a shared ecosystem where anyone should be valuing to receive it. And you can make it more efficiently, use those assets to receive in a way that was never possible.
0: Also, something that got my attention is the focus on the community-driven aspects. You know, the basics of DeFi, as you were saying, it's the shared ecosystem.
1: Yeah. So focus on how DeFi started is originally how the work, like the sphere of insurance works right now in DeFi, is there are these protocols, right? And there, it's a community-run protocols by DAOs. And how insurance works right now is you have to get insurance if you use one of these DAO ecosystems where you're paid to contribute value and share value. You have to get insurance to your exposure to the business you're using, the same business trying to incentivize you to attribute value to them. That is never how insurance has ever worked in history, right? Where you have to get insurance for using a business. Rather, the business often insures themselves as an incentive for you to use it. What we're building at steady state is one of the first protocol level insurances where the sushi swaps and uniswaps can now get insurance. And that's the high level of what we're doing. What we're planning to do on top of that is the problem with like insurance and DeFi and how these models work is because it's community driven, you have to encourage a community to contribute value, right, to stay capital. Mm-hmm. And the problem in insurance models is you need a lot of capital in a model to contribute value. So like, if I want insurance, right? Like take Nexus Mutual, a really brilliant model. If I, you have to incentivize people to contribute models, but value into a pool for people to get insurance. So if, say I'm I'm insuring a pool like a cream finance and cream finance get hacked. If I contribute value, I lose all my money. What we're looking to do is actually create pools of weighted percent exposure to events. Imagine a pool with 1% exposure to 100 events or 100 DeFi protocols. If I put $100 in there, the maximum loss you're going to be expecting on event is only a maximum of 1% rather than 100% of the asset. Upside, let's say, it's actually going to be a 20% return and 100 DeFi tokens you're naturally accumulating. And we're actually moving capital efficiency to a new level in DeFi in general. We're converting $1 of assets into two, actually, uh, is two main yields. Basically, when you deposit and you want to cut, insure a protocol, right, or you want to provide capital insurance protocol, you receive a premium. And we're allowing that premium to be DeFi tokens. What we're doing with that same asset is how insurance normally works, is you put value into a fund, you invest the value of that fund into low-risk assets, and then you receive premiums on the value you've invested, and you, then you take those premiums and insure that as well. We build pools where if you stake assets, you have percent weight exposure, but that dollar we're gonna be putting in low risk investments in DeFi, such as Ave, Compound Finance, and other investments like that that generate, you know, 10 to 13% annual. On that same dollar, you'll get maybe a 20% return in hundred DeFi tokens you're naturally accumulating. We convert one dollar into two separate yields, um two separate main yields, and we're pushing even farther, a little more farther than that. Of the DeFi tokens you use, the thing about DeFi tokens is they all have significant value, right? Every token has value. And so when you receive a DeFi token, we'll naturally allow you to stake them on the protocol ecosystem naturally to actually receive value on that. So we turn $1 in DeFi into low risk with percent weight exposure yields, right? But your yield perverts 15% in stables, 20% in DeFi tokens. And 20% again, or 30% again, from yielding on yield on those DeFi tokens. We build a really capital efficient model where we attract capital and build really strong, low risk treasury tools for protocols and people to use. At the same time, and tackling a brand new market, which is protecting protocols themselves in DeFi insurance. It's a really interesting model approach we're taking to DeFi and crypto. We're very excited for what we're doing because we believe this is kind of the models you got to build in the future. And uh, how you're going to start building really mainstream adoption is DeFi. If I can go to you and say, I can tranche and control your risk and get you 20%, 30% on an asset in both equities and stables, you would go for that, I imagine. And, and then that's the model we're building.
0: Absolutely. Will these new models create more and more trust in the market and possibly the migration of more institutional capital into decentralized finance?
1: Yep. Institutional capital, I think, is a really important next step for DeFi. If you think about institutional capital... They, just like us, we find 1,000% APY suspect, but we still take advantage of it. Protocols have, not separate, institutional finance has to actually have a deep understanding of risk rate of return in order to actually invest or get anything, right? And so, first of all, we're building our own open source public database um, to understand risk in DeFi. We'll have that publicly out for the community and to be taking care of everyone to use and utilize. And we we'll are be creating our own outputs where we believe risk rate of return to be. It's a very substantial database in DeFi. Um, that will be very good for bringing the community forward. Secondly, people are going to see if you deposit assets, these institutional finances, they can control their risk tolerance by depositing, say, into um, without actually staking the pools by just depositing to our MMS that grow. We're going to naturally tranche out your risk okay, into multiple protocols to grow that stable coin growth right? Compound finance, maybe Aave, maybe urine finance, maybe all these other different projects. So you actually have tranche weight exposure on that side. And you can actually choose the levels of exposure you want for risk for return, such as by then moving into the index pools, it's percent weight exposure, you can get now DeFi tokens, and maybe a 20%. And you can auto auto-state from there. Institutional finance does not know what token to buy or what token, how the value is derived from these tokens. What they do know, however, is they, they know if you get wide exposure to a wide market, you can start picking winners and losers. When you say accumulate a 20% rate of return and a hundred DeFi tokens you're naturally accumulating, when one 10X is in value, they don't have to be smart anymore. They know the risk rate return they're taking on, the tranched growth, and when one you know 10X is in value, they can take that, receive it and sell it immediately and let the rest grow and speculate on that. And so what we're doing is actually offering institutions mass DeFi exposure with a very controlled downside risk.
0: Lovely. Yeah, so you said you have, I don't know if you can <laughs> disclose this already, but you have a few partnerships you're going to announce. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Anybody relevant in the space?
1: Well, I can announce the ones we're working with now. Yield.app is someone we've already publicly announced with. Yield.app, we're working very, working very closely with them. We're Yield.app's unique insurance solution. Equify, Equify is another yeah. one. Becky Bank, and we're working—we're one of their DeFi solution, insurance solutions as well. Flourishing Capital and uh, Ovid as well. Um, we have a lot more we're talking with, but, you know, that are actually way more protocol-based. And uh, those are the kind of ones we're, we're looking to announce soon or whenever we feel like it's time. And they, all these protocols and companies are building alongside us. So when we launch our models, we will have clients, we will have a lot of value, and um, we'll actually be building really good tools for DeFi. Um, and so, yeah, those are some ones I can actually publicly announce with more to come soon. And um, obviously, there's our public announcement with Credmark. Credmark is basically trying to frame themselves as the Moody's of DeFi. And we're building our risk database alongside them. Chainlink, you know, we're integrating with Chainlink as well. And so we're working very closely, with a lot of big partners, and we're growing and expanding constantly from there.
0: Brilliant. Thank you for your time.
1: Thank you. Take care.